Hey everyone, this is Craig. Thank you for listening. Before we get started, I wanted to tell you how much fun we've had interacting with everyone on Facebook and on our site, thelegendariumpodcast.com. We've produced a lot of content over the last couple of years, and we're glad that we've been able to do it completely free from day one. All we ask from you is that you help us spread the word. Like us on Facebook, leave a review in iTunes, and above all, share us with your friends. Again, thank you for listening, and welcome to The Legendarium. Well, with the recent release of Star Wars 2015 has gone out with a bang. So, at the Legendarium Podcast, we wanted to review some of the favorite news items that we had from this year and uh, some of the things that we're looking forward to in 2016. Enjoy! Welcome to the Legendarium Podcast. That was the oddest welcome I've ever given you. No, it's not. No? Okay, maybe not. There was no fanfare, at least. We, uh, we, we all appreciate we, we all appreciate that. <laughs> I am your host, Craig Hanks, and with me is my motley crew of... Uh, <laughs> We're motley crew. Which, yeah, do we do the You're umlaut? The dibs, I'm Nikki Six. <laughs> all right. <laughs> there are seven listeners who understood the reference. <laughs> so, who's talking? Let's find out. He has anger issues, so I have him on the other side of the table today. It's Ken Johnson. Dude, 2015, if you were one week longer and a dude, I would kick you in the nuts. Wow. <laughs> and he's sporting a Wookiee jacket and a browning hat, making me wonder just what he hunts on weekends. It's Todd Wenty. You don't have to ask. Just come over to the house. They're all taxidermied. <laughs> and he's so tired he can't see straight. So let's see how he does in front of a microphone. It's Ryan Bruckman. Hi, everyone. All right. <laughs> So today's uh, today's episode, forgive us for a little uh, indulgence. We're stepping away from any books or movie reviews or anything, and we're just going to look back on 2015 in or intelligent a, material in a in a nerdly way and uh, talk about what we saw and maybe talk a little bit about what we hope to see or look forward to in 2016. Uh, before we get started with the uh, <coughs> topic at hand, I'm using that word pretty loosely today. Uh, before we get there, I do want to mention we are partnering this year in 2016 with worldswithoutend.com. So go to worldswithoutend.com. And what you can do there is you can sign up for the Legendarium Podcast's 2016 Reading Challenge. Uh, if you go in there, they, I think they call it a Roll Your Own Reading Challenge. And so we have created one there uh, at worldswithoutend.com. And uh, this is this is the Legendarium's year of Brandon Sanderson. So all throughout 2016, we are going to be reading different Brandon Sanderson books. We've already done, as many of you know, Mistborn. We did that original Mistborn trilogy. Uh, we even did a small episode on uh, Elantris. But we're going to go through and try to read a lot more of his stuff because that man is prolific and we need to catch up. So head over there. I think there are 13 books on our list. Uh, and so if you want to be a super grandmaster, you can read all 13 and listen to our podcasts and comment on them. If you don't want to, you know, stress yourself out that much, there are different levels. You can read, you know, four books or six books or whatever. So uh, take it at your pace. But what we're hoping to do is if you'll go over to worldswithoutend.com and sign up for our reading challenge, and hop into the forums there. We want you to let us know what you think of these books. Uh, give them a review. Just give us some some little feedback, and we will uh, hopefully get to read some of your comments on the air. So we hope for a lot of participation from all of you uh, because you guys are awesome. 
you guys are why we do this. So we want to hear more from you. That's why we're uh, partnering with worldswithoutend.com. Head over there. To read all 13 books, you would have to read a book every 28 days. Correct. So that means no eating, no sleeping, just reading. <laughs> get all of your, no, that's get not all of your nutrition intravenously. Because not all of these are, uh, uh, was it The Way of Kings? The, the, way way of of Kings. Kings. the Way of Kings. Yeah, I mean, that's a monstrous book. It's just huge. But not all of them are that way. Some of them are shorter books like the uh, Reckoners series. Mm. Those are pretty quick reads. Uh, you can grab the audio books. Uh, from our sponsor, audible.com. Uh, head to our website for a free audiobook, including a bunch of Brandon Sanderson ones. So, uh, yeah, there are a few different ways that you can get a hold of these books. And like I said, we would just love to interact a little bit more with you guys, uh, especially in the book department. So, we need friends. I don't need friends. <laughs> Not when I have. Yeah, I need friends. <laughs> All right. So what we're going to do we today for our uh, look back on 2015, we're going to do a bit of a, bit of a quiz. Quiz time, quiz time. So I'm assuming that all of our listeners understand what a quiz is and what the function of it is. <laughs> I, but that may be a gross assumption because not everybody here in the studio knows what a quiz is. Ken. <laughs> I would like to narrate so. which finger is being held up right now, but uh, I don't so, think you need to... You some need of us know what birds are. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said it's something... It's a good thing they're on opposite sides of the table. <laughs> Do we have a sensor button ready for today? Because we might need it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so Ryan, Todd, and I all came with our quiz questions, and and uh, Ken came in and said, Yeah, I don't really have anything. What's a quiz? He had he had he had prepared material, <laughs> just true. not the material we needed. All right, that's okay. So uh, let's let's roll our uh, twenty sided dice and uh, see who goes first. Hey, it's Ryan. Okay, what do you got? All right, gentlemen, this is uh, just a bit of pop culture and uh, viral. History. So this is like what happened in twenty fifteen. Yeah, this right? is a what happened in twenty fifteen. What happened thing. in twenty fifteen, according right. to Ryan? All right. An article of clothing went viral on the internet earlier Ooh. this year due to some poor photography skills and a bit of visual science. What article of clothing was it? It was a dress. It was a dress. Now tell me, gentlemen, what colors did you see? Blue. Uh, blue. Blue. And black. You guys are all insane. This is white and yellow. <laughs> <laughs> I know the dress is blue and black, but that photo is white and yellow. <laughs> I refuse to believe for any amount of time that... The three of you <laughs> see it that way. <laughs> so I, so, it, sorry, I man. can't even remember what it was supposed to be. I just remember seeing a blue dress. Yeah, it's. Or it's, was that the Clinton scandal? That's a different. Uh, that was a different, uh, different, different, blue, different dress. blue dress. Right. Different blue dress. So the blue dress has become something else now. You uh, know, the, the the most amazing thing about that was that when I when I first saw the picture, my my immediate reaction to my wife was. Who in the world cares what color this dress is? <laughs> My wife looked at me and said, what dress? We were completely out of the loop for about seven days while everybody else was arguing about it. Did you guys, did you guys, read, nice. did you guys read Dave Barry's year in review? Not yet. Idea. Oh, it is so good. One of his jokes is uh, that, that in the month of June, I think it was, 10,000 ISIS uh, soldiers marched across the Mexican border and nobody in the United States noticed because they were all arguing about the color of a dress. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all that right. made all the ISIS soldiers march back home and disbarred. Todd, thing. what's your first? All right. Um, of course, my, uh, my questions are all coming from the greater comic book corner of the universe. Uh, this character, and these are all comic book related 
uh, not all necessarily comic book. Uh, this character from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. makes a Star Wars reference in the mid-season finale of the show. Bonus? Wait, what, so start, over? start over? This character from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. makes a Star Wars reference in the mid-season finale of the show. Bonus, if you can name the reference. I haven't seen the mid-season finale oh, yet. Gosh. I haven't either. I, I haven't ever watched the show. So I would guess it Agent would Carter. be... Oh, man, I can't remember. I'm going to... Oh, what's his name? Yeah, all right. You're going to have husband, to tell us. The, the, the husband-wife pairing? No. That aren't... Oh, it wasn't. Is it yeah, Coulson? It was, it was Coulson. Coulson. It was Coulson, and it is after... For, for those of you who have... If spoilers for those of you who haven't seen it yet. He finally gets through the dimensional gateway to the other side of the, of the galaxy on the planet that... Uh, Simmons was marooned on for a long time. He stops, he looks up, he sees two great big uh, objects floating in the sky, and he says, oh, great, I'm on Tatooine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, all right, Ken, do you want to go? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. I, I have a couple. All right, let's Josh Trank. <laughs> 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 this is, we're playing Jeopardy. Oh, sorry, what is, who is, who is why Josh is Josh Trank? Trank? Yes. <laughs> and go. the question was, name the gigantic overrated gas bag who directed the worst superhero <laughs> movie of the year. <laughs> ding, I will ding, take ding. those points. Uh, <laughs> that is amazing. Was that, was that oh. giant overrated gas bag directors for 200? Oh my gosh, Josh <laughs> Trank. Uh, if you have not listened to our 2015 summer movie review, you can go on our episode archives and check that out. And uh, I had a lot of fun for about 15 minutes just tearing that movie to pieces. I I hated what, what it. What was the other 45 minutes that we spent on that? Well, on your other <laughs> stuff. Um, I, in fact, I think that movie is so bad that I want everyone to see it because <laughs> a lot of times you get people to, who just bitch and sorry, who complain and moan about like, oh, well, you know, Avengers Age of Ultron, it really wasn't very good. And, and no, it's a great movie. Yeah. It's, you know, there are things that you can say that were not so great about it, you know, but it's a great movie. Go see Fantastic Four if you want to see what a superhero movie can do can look like you know done wrong i daredevil the ben affleck daredevil looks like art compared to this thing yeah. i'm serious yeah anyway. no i agree i totally I, agree i said in the in the summer movie review that i it eventually made me physically angry that josh trank's name was ever attached to anything star wars yep yeah. yeah. after watching that movie and all for right gosh you guys. Sank, watch your language sorry sorry <laughs> um true or false the FCC voted in the affirmative to regulate broadband internet in what is commonly known as net neutrality. True. True. Hold on. I want to make sure I'm understanding the question right. The FCC voted in the affirmative to regulate broadband internet in what is commonly known as net neutrality. I think I'm going to go with true with everyone else on this one. It is true. Net neutrality uh, passed in, I want to say, February. Uh, so uh, the idea of this, according to its supporters, is that it will ensure that Internet access doesn't become a tiered best stuff only for the rich type of thing. It aims to keep the lower and middle classes in the Internet loop. I just couldn't remember if that was caused by them regulating it or by not regulating it. That's what I wasn't sure about <laughs> on the question. Like, Did they vote to regulate and so we don't have the problem or was it that they were not going to regulate and so we yeah. would have the problem? Opponents uh, claim overreach with net neutrality. Uh, in fact, one provision in what was passed by the FCC 
requires, and this is a quote, just and reasonable conduct uh, by companies that it is uh, regulating, which basically means nothing and anything, legally speaking. So they can... So he looks at that and goes... Is there a definition attached? Because if there's no definition attached, it means whatever that. Yeah. I want to so, say. That yeah, means that we've got at least 50 years before it goes to the Supreme Court to say uh, this is unjust and yeah. unreasonable. Yeah. Um, so all of you keeping track, whether this is a good thing or a bad thing is totally up to you. But the Internet just became phone companies from the 20th century and where you saw very, very little change in innovation until... Uh, cellular technology and the internet itself came along and disrupted that whole thing. So now if net neutrality stands as is, I don't think we're going to see a lot, if any changes at all over the next generation in the way that internet is delivered. So take, you know, good or bad, Mm. that's up to you, Mm. but that's probably where we're headed. Honestly, though, as of right now, the only thing people care about with the internet is its speed. And as long as that continues to go up, I don't Uh, think anyone's going to really... And price. Oh, yeah. yeah, speed of yeah. price. Um, oh, bonus tidbit for you guys, by the way. After the FCC passed net neutrality, BlackBerry's CEO immediately called for app neutrality. Uh, uh, really? <laughs> basically, yeah, basically regulation creates this, uh, if you believe John Stossel. Uh, it creates this. I like uh, Let's uh, have it for breakfast. It's a it's a protection racket, basically. <laughs> so, so BlackBerry is like, oh crap, we're about to go bankrupt. We need protection from the government. So anyway, for it those was of, pretty. Funny. For those of you who aren't aware, Craig normally spends his time reading literature, but when he's not doing that, he's reading politics. So That's this is fact. Craig's opportunity to uh, to talk about some of those other things for speaking, a little while. <laughs> speaking of the inevitable end of the of the world due to government overreach, sweet. Oh, we've got another I got quiz another question. question. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> there were over 75 vehicles blown up and torn apart in Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, man. <laughs> but that was only part of their fleet. Do you know how many vehicles were actually used on screen in the film? 278. 163. 741. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know. If this is The Price is Right, you all lost. <laughs> there were 150 vehicles hey, used on screen. Yeah, that's pretty close. Production designer Colin Gibson was tasked with the solemn duty of creating 88 vehicles that would look at home in a wasteland occupied by a violently insane gang that loves to wear too much sunscreen. (laughs) Gibson mentioned that Miller ordered him to make it cool or I will kill you, (laughs) which motivated Colin to create an inspired fleet of visually unique vehicular agents of chaos in one of the best films of the year. Did you see it? I haven't finished it yet. Oh, okay. Have you, the two of you, seen it yet? I have not yet. I have not yet. It is so good. It is so good. I, I, there's, the problem with Mad Max is, yeah, you can talk about some of the feminist themes and blah, blah, blah. But honestly, there's not a lot to sink your, your teeth into. It was just the best movie theater experience of the year. And I would probably count Star Wars in that. Wow. Now, I'm not talking about like, you know, as a movie per se, but as a movie theater experience. Okay. Sitting in an IMAX front and center with, you know, giant surround sound, it was amazing. So watching so, it on my 32-inch screen at home is not going to be nearly as satisfying. Not, not going to be the same thing. Okay. Not quite. Um, it, I, although Unless I will I say... I my chair right up next for, to the screen For itself. anybody who did miss it, including uh, the three of you and anybody listening, if you do want to have a cool experience with it, get your hands on the best headphones that you can and then watch it on whatever screen you want because part of the the madness of Mad Max was in the sound. Uh, it was off the charts. Very cool. So, anyway, uh, who's next? Here, here's a... Oh, 
Never no, mind. go ahead. Go I was going to say, here's a, here's another movie trivia question for you, since we're talking about movies. Uh, this epic, enjoyable movie trilogy finally caught up with itself this year, this past year. Star Wars. No. Wait, epic movie trilogy? Yeah, finally caught up with itself this year. Hunger Games. Uh, finally caught up with itself? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Epic Mad Max. Trilogy. I'm, I'm working. I'm working. Sorry. From the 80s. Um, From the 80s? Yeah, you're just going to have to tell. Oh, back to oh, the future. There you go. Back yes. to the future. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good question. I like October, how you phrased that. October 21st, 2015. It nice. finally caught up with itself. And now all of those movies are in the past. I still don't Sad. have self-tying sneakers, self-drying clothes, or a hoverboard. And the Cubs still haven't won the World Series. You know say, what? Yeah. That's that's the most painful about it, about the whole deal for you, isn't it, Ken? Uh, no wonder you've had a rough year. You just really, <laughs> you lost two cars. Suck. Gained 28 pounds. Yeah, my first car ever bought of 20 years, bought the farm this last year. I might have cried a little bit. Why Why does that sound so great? Like, hey, I'd love to buy a farm. That sounds yeah. like an <laughs> idyllic lifestyle. I'd, where's this farm and how can I buy it? All right. <laughs> that sounds like something Jar Jar Binks would say. I'd like to be up before dawn and work until night and not get anything for it. Todd, go for it. All right. Um, second question. This uh, this is a comic series that was extended extended from eight issues to nine issues, something that generally does not happen with planned comic series events, uh, with several tie-ins. Name the series and for a bonus question, name the tie-ins. Star Wars. No. Dang it. That's all I know. Secret Wars? Secret Wars is the series. Went from eight issues to nine issues. Mm-hmm. Very unusual for them to do that. Oh, and that's is, not including a, issue zero. Oh, I was going to say, is that because they included not including issue, issue zero, zero for from uh, free, comic, comic book free comic book day? Yeah. Nope. They, they extended it to nine because they felt like there was so much material that they wanted to cover. Uh, the author, the the writer for the series, was given so much latitude that he said, "Hey, I need an extra, I need an extra month." It was supposed to conclude in November, but they extended it to a late December release. And there's actually one more that's uh, still has to come out. Wow! Mm-hmm. So, what are the tie-ins? Nobody knows. Good heavens! Um, there's probably so many. of Fantastic them. Four is at least one of them. Well, the, not not the not the issue titles, but the oh. the story titles that they had kind of woven through all of these. They were Secret Wars, Battle World. Secret oh. Wars, oh, War Zones, and Secret Wars: Last Days. The really interesting thing about this, for me, from a from a comic book perspective, is that um, Marvel Marvel did something. Uh, DC has done something with reboots on a regular basis. For those who don't read comic books an awful lot, uh, understand that that uh, DC reboots its characters almost as often as Sony reboots Spider Man. Um, but what the way that they do it is they generally go back and retell origin stories. For almost all of them, except for Batman, Batman gets to have Dick Grayson grow up and then Tim Drake grow up and whatever. Um, but when they do that, they generally run some kind of a massive, uh, a massive event through all their comic book series to reboot them. Marvel turned around and said, "We're going to let our series run the way that they are and continue on for the stuff that's been running for the last sixty years," and then invented some new series on top of those. Marvel Ultimates was one, and then they had some one-year. Uh, exploration series that they would do, like House of M, uh, Age of Apocalypse, and some other things. Well, what they did with Secret Wars this time is they took all of those stories and made it as though they were mashing together. And so you had multiple Tony Starks running around, multiple Thors, multiple Spider-Men all running around, all being very aware that they were all about to cease to exist forever. And we'll find out what comes out of this at the conclusion of Secret Wars. You do a really, really great impression of uh, Charlie Brown's teacher. 
Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> That's it's about all I got about. So for the for that. the for the three people who enjoy comic books that are listening to our podcast, um, the the reason for me that it that that it's that it made my list of stuff that I wanted to be aware of, um, one of them is just the 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 audacity that Marvel has had to take all of these series and try to figure out to put some kind of continuity back to their universe so that there's only one Spider-Man that we're following instead of thirteen. Um, which is which is pretty impressive. But the other thing that's really interesting about it is that um, Marvel has really set the standard for how to handle coming of age uh, and 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 things moving on. And that is that they just I get the idea that there's no time for these characters. They just exist as we go on forward. Hmm. Speaking of Marvel's hmm. ability to do great things, um, when they released Ant Man this year. The Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, this is a new question. Yes, this is a new okay, question oh, for sorry. you. This is the, I was trying Stop to segue. Stop making faces. I like Craig. how we're Stop segueing. making faces. This, this is fun, segueing. With the release of Ant-Man, the Marvel Cinematic Universe hit a new record by being the first franchise to hit what money mark? Oh, gosh. Um, and don't shoot as high as you're probably thinking. Say, say that billion. again. Sorry. With the release of Ant-Man, the Marvel Cinematic Universe hit a new record by being the first franchise to hit what money mark? So, so we're the talking the Marvel franchise ten, ten as a whole. Ten billion. As a whole. Ten billion. Not Ant-Man, everything. It's it's just... No, it's got to be more than All that. the MCU. It's got to be more than It's got to be 20. 20 billion. Mm, I'd say 15. I'm going to say 17.5. Because it's not good I, prices, right? I, I think... I think <laughs> we overshot $1. Well, I, I, I think it was closer to 10. When you said 10, I was like, oh, I wanted to say It is close that. to 10. It is 9 billion. That's it. They, that was the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe hit nine billion. Well, I think the only billion uh, billion uh, movies are the two Avengers now, movies. This, Other than is that, this it's revenue or profit. This that's got it. Yeah, it's probably got to be Kate. So it's got to so. be Kate. Sorry, revenue. I don't know. I would. I'll have to double check it. But that was they were the first franchise to hit the nine billion mark. So, so. all right, here's one. Well, for we're you talking guys. about twelve movies. So. And Star Wars is going to do that by January, uh, by the end of January. <laughs> yeah. As soon as the Chinese market opens in three days, four days, whatever it is. Oh, it's hey, I want to. I want to make sure that we're still we're still tracking. I said three weeks for two billion dollars. I said four weeks for two billion. So I wish I had known that they weren't opening in China until then, because that's when they're going to hit it as soon as it opens yeah. in China, which yep. is at the end of this coming week. And that would be three weeks. So I've got this weekend. I am crossing my fingers. I, I will tell you right now, there is zero chance. There is zero way this does not. Beat Blue Pocahontas. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Oh, speaking of which, I'm sorry. Detour. Um, speaking of worldswithoutend.com, I was I was talking to uh, Dave Post, the uh, I, I think he's the founder. Anyway, he runs the site there. And uh, he and I were chatting a little bit. And in parting, at the end of our conversation, he says, oh, by the way, you should go check out Red Letter Media. Uh, they've got this guy who, well, it's a character. The character's name is Mr. Plinkett, and he reviews big movies. He does Star Wars and Star Trek and uh, Titanic, and he did, um, what was that blue Pocahontas called? Blue Pocahontas. Avatar. 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 Um, anyway, they are long. They are movies unto themselves. They're at least an hour, usually an hour and a half-ish or so, these reviews. They really dig deep. The content is amazing, very well thought out. The style is shall we say dark 
It is, um, you have to have a pretty sick sense of humor, which I do, uh, to enjoy these. So I, I, uh, I recommend them with that caveat. You've got to have a pretty dark, twisted sense of humor to really enjoy these. Uh, but if you do, and you think that that might be good, then just hop on YouTube, search Red Letter Media, Star Wars Episode 1, or something like that, and let the hilarity begin. Now right. I know why Craig keeps us around. He has a dark sense of humor. It um, is, uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. Anyway, all right, you guys ready for a question? Yeah, yeah. go for it. On is this, wait, 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 is this another political question? No. Okay. Uh, on December 21st, this company became the first to successfully land a rocket after it had gone to space. SpaceX. 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 Good job. All right. Founded by Elon Musk. The Falcon 9 rocket only cost $16 million to build. Wow. And only cost $200,000 to fuel, which astounded me. Yeah, especially because NASA can't build one for, what, anything less than $4 billion? <laughs> no. So the mission's primary objective, which it did accomplish, was to deliver 11 communications satellites into orbit. So it sent this rocket up in two stages, and the second stage was the one that technically went into space and delivered these satellites and then, you know, just floated off, I assume. Uh, the first stage is the one that ended up coming back and landing on that launching pad unbelievably cool video if you haven't seen it yet go look it up uh all right who's next too many satellites we have orbiting earth now far too many that's causing problems but one of the cool things about that is that when the space shuttle went up it only it would only take four or five satellites max they've delivered they delivered 11 satellites in one launch if you want something done right let it go to the private sector okay well it just got political that's your political statement from todd (laughs) for the day everyone i'm sorry i really i've been waiting for space tourism since i was like five so i'm really excited how else are we going to make star tours real okay ryan go all right uh let's see um okay in march of this year there's another pop culture question here in march of this year Jay-Z, Beyonce, Rihanna, Kanye West, Jack White, Arcade Fire, Usher, Nicki Minaj, Coldplay, Alicia Keys. Wait a minute, I'm going to interrupt you right now. I want to say... (laughs) Daft Punk, Deadmau5, I don't know. Deadmau5. Jason Aldean, J. Cole, and Madonna all stood together on stage to announce what? Oh my God. Taylor Swift's new video. No. (laughs) (laughs) That they're going to let you Because Beyonce had the best music video of all time. Um... All believable things that could have been said at this press conference. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, it's got to be something about like global warming. No, no it, it, it has to do with um, Apple Music or something. Close. It is a streaming service. It is a streaming service that Jay-Z bought for $56 million from a, a, a Scandinavian company. They're trying to create a premium streaming service like Spotify or Pandora, but at a higher price to be able to pay artists better than current models. The only problem with their plan is that they had 16 of the richest individuals on earth stand up on stage and complain (laughs) about not being paid. (laughs) Wait, I'm going to interrupt you right now because I want to say Beyonce had the greatest music video of all time. The joke is old, Todd. The joke is old. (laughs) That one's never going to get old. Yeah, you can. It's called Tidal and uh, t-i-d-a-l and you can sign up for it for 20 dollars a month you can sponsor us now jay-z that is the biggest load of crap i've ever heard and it please don't sponsor us jay-z no (laughs) all right (laughs) throw money at us uh that's crazy i i love spotify by the way you guys i am a spotify junkie uh, so if any like Spotify. if any listeners would like to exchange music, just look me up, Craig Hanks. I'm all over Spotify, and I love it. 
Yes, so. he is. Okay, so uh, here's one more question. This one does not come from the Marvel Universe. This comes from the DC Universe. This actor has successfully portrayed two characters from the DC Universe. Bonus question, if you can name the characters. Name the actor and the characters. Hold on, say two that Two characters in the DC Universe? This actor has successfully portrayed um, two characters from the DC Universe. It's Tom Hardy. No, it's not Tom Hardy. It's it was going to be Hardy. Tom Hardy, but he I, backed out of Suicide I Squad. I don't know. Um, the actor is Brandon Ruth. Oh, okay. Oh, 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 because he played Adam in Superman. He played the Adam in the Arrow television series. And, and in the upcoming Legends of Tomorrow. And he played Superman uh, several years ago. He's, and, Unfortunately. And we've, we've, yeah, we don't talk about that. I don't, I, it's not the worst thing that ever happened, but... They had the best Lex Luthor in Kevin Spacey, I think, of mm-hmm. all of the Lex Luthors that I've seen. I'm looking forward to seeing the new... Lex Luthor portrayal in Superman versus and Batman versus Superman. Uh, not. So not. I am. I am. I'm, I am. I'm looking forward to seeing it because I want Actually, to see something. I want to see how I'm, they do it. Let me rephrase that. I am looking. That's actually one of the few things that I'm actually looking forward to in that movie. I'm not looking forward to that movie very much anymore. Yeah, you know, I was up until the extended trailer, the two and a half minute trailer. You mean when they showed that Doomsday, Doomsday. is a result of some work that they're doing with General, with Zod? General Zod's yeah. corpse? Yeah. I, I should say. If God or if God won't kill alien then man will whatever he says something whatever he says (laughs) man won't kill god i should say i'm I'm not optimistic about jesse eisenberg's performance i i'll see it and i'll give him the benefit of the doubt and if it's good it'll be good i mean that's fine i wasn't i wasn't uh um optimistic about gal gadot when they said she was going to be wonder woman but in those trailers i mean that's the thing i'm looking forward to most now because she looks really good it's good we're we're not gonna we're gonna forgive i've heard it both i've heard it both ways so whatever ken do you have any more Questions? Oh, yeah, but I have to boot my screen back up. So okay, you I got ahead? one for us. All right, go, Ryan. This one's a little bit sad. This year we lost one of the greats, a man who taught us all. Christopher Lee. Other than Damn. someone else other than him. <laughs> a man that taught us all to live long and prosper. Oh, Leonard, Leonard, Nimoy. Leonard, Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy. But he also has a little known song about a famous fictional Bilbo fantasy Baggins. character. Bilbo the... Baggins. Bilbo Baggins. What is the name of the song? <laughs> Isn't it just Bilbo Baggins? It's the Ballad of Bilbo Baggins. The Ballad Baggins. of Bilbo Baggins. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. If you have not heard the Ballad of Bilbo Baggins, do yourself a favor. Go watch that. Go look it up on YouTube. And then go back and watch the uh, Audi spots that he and Zachary Quinto did. Oh, those yeah. are Because funny. he sits there and he sings it in the car. Yes, he does. <laughs> yes, he does. It, I died oh. laughing when I saw those. Passed oh, away on my birthday. Boy. Did he really? Yeah. yeah. When, uh, Is it like Highlander where you've absorbed his powers now? <laughs> As far as you know, <laughs> when Christopher don't stand Lee, near me, I'll give you a, a nerve pinch. When Christopher Lee died, my colleagues at work uh, wrote a card for me, <laughs> and like they all wrote a little condolences card and they wow. signed it, and it was adorable and hilarious. <laughs> Christopher Lee, random fact, all, one of the, if not the most credited actor in the history of film. Oh yeah, he's yeah, got he's well over two hundred credits to his name, yeah. and that. not like, and not like. Man in background driving no, cars. No, like leading roles or supporting fide. roles in pretty much all of them. I mean, yeah. For over sixty years, if memory serves correctly, he was in he was a leading he was a leading figure in film. Mm-hmm. This was after he was a spy and learned Elvish. And then decided in the eighties that that wasn't good enough, so he started a death metal band. <laughs> Let's be honest. Dude was He's, the coolest man ever. He was on the top list of also one of the most killed actors on screen. He's still yeah. behind uh, John Hurt and Sean Bean, Bean. Yeah. but 
He's still John one of the most, Hurt, really. Okay. John Hurt anyway. is the most killed actor. You know, I'd be with curious a name to like see, John Hurt. I, I'd be curious to see how close Samuel L. Jackson is getting to the number of screen credits huh. that Christopher to, Lee has. Yeah, he's racking because up. he's he is. Uh, I I think right after Christopher Lee passed away, they said that Samuel L. Jackson was the most credited living actor in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, he's on track for a big one. All right, uh, Todd, do you have another one? Uh, I do not. Ken's up. Ken, you're up. All right. This quippy teen swooped into Disney in 2014, uh, 15, excuse me, as the superhero who is going to single-handedly save the Marvel Cinematic Universe as we know it. Um, it's Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's Spider-Man. I thought you were going for the actor who's no, playing him. No, I was going for the yeah, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. I don't remember the actor's name, but uh, it's it's interesting how they're doing that. It's like a shared a shared rights thing. I mean, Sony, I'm, who's yeah. just desperate for, I mean, they're hemorrhaging as a company and desperate for and anything. And hemorrhaging that is, their databases. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> their, their hey, email there's, Hey, there's my segue, you guys. <laughs> Question <laughs> number three. <laughs> Poor Sony. They, they just really, I mean, so now they've got Spider-Man and Civil War, which we'll come back to Civil War. Um, 2015 was a big year for hackers. Speaking of Sony, right? Yeah. These hackers reportedly from China maintained a stealth presence for over a year in the networks of this government agency. Uh, oh, oh my God. Uh, OPE, the Office of, um, isn't it the You are very personal... close. OPM, OPM, Office of Personal, oh, personal Management. management. Yeah. Mm, that's right. The, the, the I, leak of all of the uh, applications for This is not, it, it's clearance. not, uh, it's not very sexy news, and so it didn't. A lot of people didn't really hear much about it, except for maybe a couple headlines here or there. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's not an exaggeration to say no. this is the cyber Pearl Harbor. So we are entering a new age of digital warfare. You know what? Yeah, it was? data data oh. acquired included security clearance applications of what was it, fourteen or seventeen million, million. federal employees. Um, or Which, sorry, the, the security clearance applications and the fingerprints were of about five or six million of those. But you can imagine if you get your hands on security clearance applications, then you're getting not just that individual, but their friends, their family members, their yeah, coworkers, everybody that had to be talked to in order to, to clear them. And for, the information that was provided during those interviews, yeah. because they record all of that. Yeah. And I've been, I've been contacted on several of those kinds of calls. Yep. And so somewhere in China, they've rejected my information. <laughs> Speaking uh, of sexy news. Sweet. <laughs> there have been multiple creature events this year. The llamas on the loose, left shark, <laughs> and pizza rat. <laughs> pizza rat was, pizza rat was awesome. Yes. <laughs> I'll tell you, it'll make more sense in a minute. <laughs> I hope so. But I think the winner of the greatest animal event this year involved an amateur photographer catching a photo of a baby weasel. Oh, I did not see this. But the weasel is doing something incredibly unique. What was it? <laughs> a macarena? <laughs> Barking like a dog? Uh, oh, uh, oh, wait. This is sexy news. Uh, oh, never mind. That was the, filthy dirty. The hula? <laughs> you will probably be right. <laughs> Okay, let's hear it. Can we say presenting on the air? <laughs> The no. weasel was riding a woodpecker. <laughs> oh, jeez. Literally, there is a picture of a weasel on a woodpecker flying through the air. <laughs> Be careful when you Google search it. <laughs> but go look up weasel on a woodpecker. <laughs> oh, wow. 
And that's why it's sexy news. <laughs> and the show's hit a new low. That's amazing. Uh, on that note, anybody uh, have any 2016 questions? I have one. Oh, just, wow. Just, uh, you know, one thing that I'm looking forward to in 2016. Do you guys have any? Here's, here's one that goes from last year to next year. This epic fantasy series that we all love had its second... I can't. I didn't write it down. That's uh, you're trying had to phrase the question as you go. Yeah, it had its, its second second trilogy book come out this year, and the third one comes out. Shadows of Self. Yeah. Oh the yeah. Sanderson. The brand new Mistborn book came out, Very and the nice. next one comes out this month. Go to worldswithoutend.com and sign up for the Legendarium Podcast's yeah. 2016 reading challenge. I shouldn't say this month; it dates us. I mean, like you know, 2015 year in review doesn't so. <laughs> All right. So yeah, uh, Todd, do you have anything you're looking forward to, or uh, are you just going to sleep? I'm I, no. I, I'm obviously not in the comic book corner. I'm very much looking forward to the battle between Civil War and Dawn of Justice. I nice. think that's going to be a really yeah. fun uh, battle between those movies to see who who can capture the audience and who can capture our imaginations. Not going to be much of a battle. Civil War is going to kill them. I don't know. You know what? There's 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 a lot of good looking stuff. Um, I I'm I'm encouraged by the while the while a lot of the uh, plot pieces are not necessarily as uh, well crafted as we might want to see them. I like watching Ben Affleck right now. Yeah. Oh, I really like watching him. And honestly, when you think of superheroes, those are the big three. I mean, whatever Marvel's doing, the big three superheroes are Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. That's those are it. So as cool as the battle sequence that we've seen in the trailer with uh, for Civil War is. Equally cool seeing Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman standing side by side. So it's going to be a fun. It's going to be a fun year. I was right. more excited about it when they were on the same date, releasing on the same date. The sad thing, I've, I realized something very sad after my sixth viewing of Star Wars the, um, <laughs> the other day. We're so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on four, five, four, something. So I realized that. I'm no longer as excited for a lot of the things I used to be really excited about. <laughs> like is every color. <laughs> Everything is now just filler into, to get me to the next Star Wars piece. 17 months. So we have, you know, Rogue One coming, which I'm obviously excited for, but episode in the next year. So I'm looking at, like, Civil War, and I'm watching the trailer for it going, I used to be more excited about this, but now I just need to know who Rey is. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm looking at I'm, I'm still excited about that and, and Warcraft. I actually think I'm, I'm very excited about what Ooh, they're Warcraft going to do with Warcraft cool. yeah. in terms of movies. Um, in terms of books and stuff this year... Uh, Calamity will finish out the Reckoner series um, oh, yeah, coming out. That's one that we'll, I'm sure we'll tackle. And we're working through Way of Kings, which is one of my favorite uh, books that I've ever read. Um, You're trying to kill us with this book. That book, I'm, man. Oh, good heavens. I, I know. It's... It's it's a work through, but it's you're gonna love it. You're gonna you're gonna be super happy that you read it. All right, one last question for you guys. Salt Lake Comic Con has lit the Western United States on fire, becoming North America's third largest fan convention by sheer volume and the largest in per capita terms. A competing convention is coming to Salt Lake City again this year. Name that convention. Fantasy Con. Oh man, I'm excited. Yeah, I uh, I I do love Salt Lake Comic Con, and so anybody who has gone to that or you know who runs that, don't get me wrong. I love Salt Lake Comic Con. However, Fantasy Con's inaugural event in 2014 was so cool. They they did such a bang up job of just uh, of really tricking out the space and uh, and doing things for the fans that weren't necessarily for the profit in a direct way. 
Um, and so because of those things, because they spent so much of their money on, uh, on the space, the venue, the fans themselves, uh, they didn't come back in 2015. Uh, as planned they said we've got to push it off to 2016 uh, but they're coming back. but they're coming and it's going to be good so obviously those of you here in salt lake city uh hopefully you're looking forward to that just like i am if you are elsewhere in the world then and, and you enjoy these conventions and you want to give something new a try look up fantasy con and mark it on your calendars it's going to be a wonderful time uh come hang out with us and them and uh 2016 for that reason is going to be awesome for me amen by by the way if you're hearing this before february fantasy con is having their second annual bleeding hearts ball oh yeah for uh valentine's day weekend yeah we may be doing that as well so all right guys uh 20 2015 is a wrap 2016 is going to be the year of Brandon Sanderson. Of course, we'll we'll do some other stuff too, but that's going to make up the bulk of our book reading list. Uh, the last thing, the last holdover from 2015 is the third book in the Shannara trilogy. So we'll be recording the Wish Song of of Shannara uh, coming up here pretty soon uh, in the next few weeks. So look forward to that, and look forward to the rest of Brandon Sanderson's oeuvre. And we will talk to you all again you. later. <laughs> Bye, guys. Is that the hangy ball thing? The Legendarium Podcast is sponsored by Audible, the world's leading source of audiobooks. Follow along with our current series or enjoy some of the classics by visiting thelegendariumpodcast.com, where you can sign up for your free trial membership. Click the sponsor link on our website for a free audiobook.